everybody, and welcome to another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who are the double dragon with me tonight? Uh, player one, Stefan JD. The Shadow Master, Red Fox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> had a fix there for a second, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's first, we, first I'll introduce what we're talking about. Or actually, I'll have a Red Fox you want to introduce, because this was kind of actually your pick four months ago when we decided we were going to do this four months ago and then just hadn't because of scheduling conflict. <laughs> well, tonight we'll be talking about the Double Dragon movie. Yeah, from 1994. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it was, I want to say it was right after we recorded Parasite E back in like episode 21, 22. We had talked about doing this. We're like, okay, we're going to do it next after we do Silent Hill and then we did Street Fighter and then we did Halo and then we did Resident Evil and then finally found a way to get this on the on the board because we just kept we kept missing it it's true and for those listening as you can t- as you can see as you can he- I see yeah as you can see through your audio device and your mp3 <laughs> player oh as you can hear Stuart man was not able to make it with us tonight due to scheduling conflicts for the uh for the fort i want to say it's been four or five times we try to do this this stupid movie mm-hmm. just, if i've watched it about three times in the last month that is that is too many times to watch this movie in a lifetime, I think. Wow. But, hey. I, yeah, I'd say in a lifetime. You, you'd ever hear about, like, taking notes or anything? or no, I, <laughs> That's too easy. Three times, really? Well, well, I actually would watch it while I was editing podcasts these last yeah. two weeks. It, it works. It's a great background. I don't have to pay attention to what's going on. I'm just trying to get a refresher. <laughs> so, you know, the movie is the movie's better that way. <laughs> but... Uh, first couple things I do want to say before we really dive into this this film is one I just realized by looking at the Wikipedia the budget of this movie was seven point eight million and the box office was two point three million so oops yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go so well for them not at all at least I do got to say this movie is at least unlike Street Fighter this movie feels like a comedy is a comedy comes off as a comedy unlike Street Fighter it felt like we're gonna make an action movie. And then just, just a stupid comedy instead. But that, that, that's another episode. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I read that I they, they tried to take a more lighthearted take on the, the movie, more so than like the games. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Am I coming through okay? Sound a bit lower. Okay. I just realized my microphone was not plugged in again. Oh, my okay. God, Mike. I think I learned my lesson after <laughs> I'm sitting there like now. I'm sitting there talking in the microphone. I look down, I'm like that's weird. There's no USB. I'm like ah, oh, fucking shit. So, oh. Mike just uh, plugged I'm... his brain in. Everyone, uh, <laughs> good job, buddy. It should be okay. We're some of the worst. Else. Yeah, we should be fine. <laughs> so if you get to, if you, if I sounded okay on your end, then I should be okay in the recording. We did this before. <laughs> you sounded fine to me until you actually brought it up, and I was like, hey, you do sound a little bit low. Yeah, yeah. Hey, better than our first episode. All right. Um, so this movie is based on the Double Dragon game, sorta, somehow, maybe. I, uh, you know, other than the say. outfits and some of the names and the walking tumor, a bobo. I don't, I don't know. That's really about it. I mean, the, the outfit they don't get to the last like what twenty minutes of the movie? No, not even twenty. It's like the last maybe 10? 10, 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so one thing this movie starts off where it looks like you're watching a, a Chinese kung fu flick from the 70s, and and you have uh, Asian guys in ninja gear fighting monks, and you have a bl- a white woman wearing ninja gear fighting monks too that you don't know is a white woman. Which yeah, does fit the story they, they don't even specify where in China it's at. They just say somewhere in China. <laughs> they didn't yeah. even bother to find a location. They couldn't find the map at the moment, so they're saying, let's put somewhere in China. Doesn't like we already spent too much money. We don't got time for that. <laughs> we don't have enough but in the budget for letters to spell out where in China. <laughs> Do you think almost 30 years later, somebody's going to nitpick about this? I don't think so. Yeah, okay. Guess what? <laughs> uh, I feel like not a lot of people talk about this movie, though. So I think mm-hmm. A lot of people try to forget it exists. Uh, I would say it's also due to the fact that Double Dragon maybe isn't as popular as Mortal Kombat or Resident Evil. Well, it definitely yeah. isn't. But I mean, yeah. yeah. So this, 
Yeah, I mean, you haven't at this time. You had the Double Dragons for the NES that came out, which is what three of them I want to say. Mm-hmm. For the NES, yeah, there was three. And then you had Super Double Dragon for Super Nintendo that should have should have been out by this time. And I and I want to say you had Double Dragon Five that came out this time too, which is based on that terrible cartoon. Right, and the cartoon uh, actually came out about a year before the movie did. Okay, which is I mean, was the Shadow character ever in the original games? No, not that I recall okay. at all. It's in the stupid cartoon, though. I remember that. <laughs> right, and then the... obviously, like you said, the number five was based off the cartoon, and that's when he showed up, I think, for the first time. Because okay. mm-hmm. in, in the original game, isn't the plot just some punks come up, punch Maria in the stomach, take her, and now the double dragons have to go get her back? That yeah. basically is what it is, and then they fight to the death for for her at the end. Okay. <laughs> it's just stupid <laughs> as hell. <sighs> I I don't understand that. Mr. Uh, Steal Your Girl. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, I think the cartoon even had a better premise than the actual games did. I mean, the games were very basic. It wasn't about the story anyway, but the cartoon had what? Uh, Jimmy was part of the Shadow Clan and, and Billy found him and they finally, finally uh, teamed up and Tried to take down the Shadow Master. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of as a kid what I expected this movie to be like, at least similar to it. Like I expected green swords and matching green like double dragon tattoos on their chest. Yeah, um, didn't get that. Oh, not not even close. <laughs> but or just something more similar to the game. You know, I was let down in, in both ends as a kid. I, I literally I was so excited because I, I got it in VHS. I think my mom bought it on VHS. And I was so excited. I was like, holy shit, I didn't know there was a double dragon movie. So I watched yeah. it. And I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I remember, I feel like I vaguely remember watching this at your house many, many years ago, back in the, you know, back when we first met in the 90s. I think oh, it's... We met in yeah. well, we, yeah, we we the late 90s. I think it was 99 okay. we met. Yeah. I can't remember. All I got to remember, PS2 came out at one point. So that should be my, <laughs> my reference. <laughs> how do you remember what year it was well what year did that game come out that's how i know adi musha came out that year and conquers bad fur day <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> good, good times <laughs> all right well after you get through the stupid part that has nothing to do with the rest well doesn't fit the rest of this movie where oh, well, they're, when they're in that chinatown and in, in, in china somewhere there's a funny scene where they're like they can't tell us where it is they cut out their tongues and i'm like I noticed it my third time watching this movie. I'm like, is that necessary to even have that stupid line saying this movie's not that serious? Like they cut out their well, tongues. Like, what's what's even worse about that whole thing is that it didn't take them very long to still find it anyway. They just followed, followed this the guy, shit older guy, <laughs> over to the cave where it just happened uh-huh. to be. Like if they, even if they didn't follow the guy, they could have spent maybe like 30 minutes searching the area and they would have found that cave. Yeah, yeah that just, was. Uh, I think that guy's name was Chen. And he just had very bad diarrhea, so he'd go to the temple <laughs> just to let loose. <laughs> Isn't it just hanging on a wall or something stupid, too? It, it's on a shrine, I think. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but it wasn't very hard to find, in other words. They just followed this guy that had explosive diarrhea and found them. Without. <laughs> I think uh, it's funny, too, because when she finds the medallion... She's got like a briefcase computer from the nineties. Oh just yes, I did notice, and like a speaker <laughs> pops out. <laughs> yeah. it's supposed to be like a satellite phone or something. I think. Yeah, I yeah, think I, yeah. That's what they were going for. But yeah. okay. do we have those? Little, I guess we had them in the nineties. I guess uh, maybe even before then. I mean, when it comes to like military use, I'm sure they've had things very similar. But I mean, this was some prop guy's imagination running wild. <laughs> yeah, wasting money. Yeah. Yeah, probably one million of that seven million dollar budget was spent on that. <laughs> the suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh, and it it is just dumb. But then the movie, then it then it takes then you move from China because why would you stay in China? And this is where I don't remember this in any Double Dragon game or any, nor do I remember this in reality. So. Is this place? This takes place in 2007 Los Angeles after an earthquake cripples the city. I don't remember any earthquake in Los Angeles, but hey. <laughs> yeah, two, the distant future of 2007. <laughs> yes. 
I mean, and it, it is so like it's so st- stupid, and like it starts off with um, you have Billy Lee and Jimmy Lee, who are the Double Dragon brothers, who do not look like brothers in this. Like the actors can't look farther from brothers. Not and nobody has blonde hair. That pissed me <laughs> off as a kid as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the in, I mean, they could have found people at least were kind of close to each other. I mean, the actors are Mark Dasikos, the Costco's. Oh yeah, I mean, he does a good job. No, DeCostos yeah. is he's very good martial artist. I mean, he made it believable much more than what Scott Wolf, I think his name is. Yeah, Scott Wolf. Yeah, like <laughs> they picked the right guy for that. And uh, the thing about DeCosco too, every time I was uh, seeing him actually show off his martial arts, the karate tournament especially, it reminded me of like Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking like, man, DeCostos could be a really good ass Power Ranger. I really wish he was back in those days. That would have been awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. Like when you watch the movie and you see our uh, Billy fighting, whatever he does, it's just it's like Ninja Turtles or something. Like he's throwing basketballs, he's he's <laughs> knocking over candy machines so the bad guys trip. Like he is never doing martial arts whatsoever. Well, in the in the fight scene during my second or third time, I noticed this. There's one where he jumps in the air to punch the guy or something stupid. And I'm like, is that really necessary? Like, I don't think that's going to help much that you jump off and then punch him down. Like, I feel like that's not really going to help you. I'm not a martial artist, but... It seemed like the guy was completely winging it out there. I mean, (laughs) no retakes, no nothing. Like, just wing it. I mean, that part is just so stupid. He took it from the video game. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he is in the game, I guess. But, I mean, they're, they're fighting each other. And then you have these... You have a... Isn't it like a midget or something operating a jack? Because everything has, like... Yeah, I thought it was so ridiculous. <laughs> and they kept focusing on him during that damn fight scene. I'm like, what is the purpose of this midget? Got to see him when he start, when when he, when they start fighting and everybody starts rushing. He got to start cranking that jack because the city is falling apart. Yeah, you know, let's, like, let's like keep up the second level. I guess. I, what is that? I don't get it. <laughs> level two. <laughs> I, you know what? Yes. I was going to say, I will give this movie props, though, because the matte paintings of the city actually do look pretty badass. I oh, enjoy those about, like, scenery. Yeah, like when it's outside and you see like the city crumpled in the background and like specific I, locations of L.A. I will agree with that, too. But um, I guess if you you really look at it, you can really tell the bad job they did. But at the same time, this was back in, what, 93, 94, where... Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, it was so condensed and didn't, didn't look as, uh, you know, we can't see it the same way we did back then. It would have looked a hell of a lot better back in those days. I mean, I, I yeah. thought it still looked good. For, it's still, it's, it's still looked pretty decent, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's yeah, you know what? Tone. I thought it did a, a very good job of setting it. It yeah, looked I, better than Blade 2 does when you go back and watch Blade 2 when he's flying around. It looked a lot better. Oh, you mean when yeah. he's in that fight scene in front of the lights? <laughs> yes. <laughs> This still holds up. I I thought the backgrounds were really cool. Like there's a scene early on where they're driving because they're gonna be late from curfew, and yeah. they're driving, and you see you 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 hear them talking about flooding. You see the background, and it and it, it does look really cool. Like it's a very good. I mean, for someone that's probably from Los Angeles, like oh okay, I know what that street is, or I kind of have an idea what this is. I mean, me, I'm like oh okay, but yeah, I did like. I mean, right. I mean, some people were better at uh, matte paintings than others. Like, if you go back to original Star Wars, the guy who did that was phenomenal. And then you look at these, and it's like, well, they're good, but they're not as good as that. And that was done in the 70s, you know? Right, right. Yeah, but they so, cared. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they had a bigger budget, too. <laughs> in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the 70s. <laughs> this movie was a bob, a huge bob. So... <laughs> It's the it bomb, also, Mike. Is that what you said? Uh, <laughs> it was produced by Imperial Entertainment Group. That they don't even have a link here to clip to click on. It's just nothing there. It just has the name of the production company. Like there's no website. Was, it, was this the only movie like one and done? Surprise! I mean, you spend seven point eight million, you get back two point three. You're probably not being like, "Hey, boss, can I get some more money?" Right. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean the, the, pol- the post-apocalyptic setting and all that. I mean, it made me a bit nostalgic for that time frame and being in the 90s and and what i loved about beat-em-ups because almost every single beat-em-up was you know in that type of setting so i did i did miss that a little bit while watching that oh and if you That's google true. imperial entertainment group all you get is the facebook page 
they, they have one. <laughs> they have Facebook page. It's loading slowly, but that's all that came up. Nothing else. Like, no website came up. It just took me to a Facebook page. I'm like, wow. And almost more people like our page and like this thing. So I don't think, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't it's think probably... <laughs> What the hell? So, it's not a movie company, whatever I'm looking at. I don't know what it is, but it, it doesn't look like a movie company. And it's in New Jersey. It's a porn studio. <laughs> you know? Maybe. All right. Back to the stupid. It might have more lights <laughs> if it was. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, so you have them. So, after they have the stupid tournament and they're, they lost because it was so stupid. They, if he would have just left his brother in, they would have won the damn tournament because they were winning. But he's like, I got to show off and be stupid because I'm Billy. Or Jim, whatever the hell he is, Jimmy. Billy. Billy. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the thing about Billy, though, in this movie, he's such a dipshit. Whereas <laughs> in the cartoon or anything else that he's usually portrayed in, he's he's the more serious, like almost seemingly leader of the two brothers. Yeah. And here he's yeah. a complete goofball. Billy's the blue brother in the game, and Jimmy's yeah. the red brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Billy's Billy's more like the Leonardo in the cartoon and stuff. Yeah, that's how Harry's I always saw it too. Yeah. Like Michelangelo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they should have gave him an orange outfit. It really wouldn't have mattered anymore. I mean, they do find a way to give him, like, blue shirts and red shirts. Just randomly, they have blue on or red on to help you know who's who. And again, a very, like, uh, it it made me think of Power Rangers the whole time, too, when they did that. They're just wearing their their designated colors. (laughs) (laughs) Very good comparison. There's a lot of that in this movie. All right, so. They do morph at the end. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's a good point. Power Ranger was out at this time, wasn't it? Ninety four. It, it was. It actually came out in ninety three, so the year before. Okay. It was in Japan long before that, so yeah, it could easily help inspired this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean Power Rangers in it Power Rangers took off by ninety four. They were megastars by then, so yeah, I don't I don't see why that wouldn't inspire anything in there. Yeah. And uh well we should explain the plot. Basically, uh, what's going on? <laughs> it's so dumb. It's me a RoboCop three too, so that's even worse. What's going on? Two with that movie also? No. Uh, what's going on is the police are uh, like overrun by the gangs. So the gangs rule the night. The police are out during the day. There's a curfew. Anyone who's left out has to deal with the gangs. And uh, in RoboCop three, the same exact same thing happens. Like the police. Or only in the day, and the gang's in the night, and there's splatter punks everywhere. So the double dragon get caught after curfew, and they get stopped because is it Billy or Jimmy Billy. who sees like it's Billy? He sees a chick with a broken down car, the old cliche, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna take care of her." And wearing a over, mini skirt, wearing a mini skirt, <laughs> and a blonde wig. <laughs> it's a dude. So stupid. <laughs> yeah 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 it was a pretty shitty setup but i'd say I mean, and also you're driving around you're in a you're in a bad terrible looking area and you're like oh what's this random hot chick doing here let's go find out i'd be like let's go home let's go, go help up this hot chick with the dude ass yeah <laughs> she must work really out. ugly looking dude too <laughs> as he takes off the wig he got a mohawk and he's just real skinny looking he's just like I feel like it takes them a bit to to respond to that too, to like to react to it. Like I think Billy was kind of thinking about it. I was like, well, should I still go for it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then then you introduce and well, oh, and we hadn't as you kind of glossed over it. Also, there's a villain. Well, we get to the main villain, but also then you have this really stupid sort of from the game. Well, they took the name where you have this gang that comes up to him and Abo, who as many people know is a the first boss in Double Dragon. Well, that would be a, a bo a bobo. Bobo? Uh, mm-hmm. bobo. Uh, bobo. He got his own game, Mike. Huh? <laughs> he got his own game. He did oh, have his own sort game. Of? fan game, but, but yeah. 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 Made by anybody that made Double Dragon. That's true. It's a good game though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched it on YouTube, but that was pretty damn cool. That's probably better. I tried playing it. It's not easy. It's not <laughs> I don't have. I didn't have save sleep, so I was very sad. All right, but I mean that whole thing with with Abobo or whatever. For one thing, in the game, Abobo is a big black. I know I'm saying it wrong. I don't care anymore. It's a. It's a I think big you actually black. had it right that time. Oh, oh well. And in this movie, it's a it's an ugly white guy with a mohawk, and 
he's just stupid as hell. Like they they made they made him and all the gang members just cartoony stupid. Like yeah. and then and then they finally after they try to grab the necklace that whoever the hell their adopted guardian in the back seat Sh- that we had mentioned. Shatori. Shatori. Yeah, I meant to catch her name, but I sure didn't. It doesn't matter. She don't make it long after this anyway. So <laughs> she's pretty though. Yeah, she is. Yeah, it is Satori though. Yeah, she doesn't. I mean, she has a piece. They don't know what it is. They don't know about the special double dragon. And then finally, after he tries to grab the necklace and she stabs the guy, stabs Abobo in the hand, then they drive off. They could have drove off this whole time, but they're gonna wait until he until like maybe these guys will just let us leave. Like you know, that's what happens when. You're in a post-apocalyptic city in the game. It's like, hey, you can keep going. You don't want to pay any fees. We don't want you. We don't want you. Well, don't they? Doesn't he make like a joke about it too? He's like, yes. twenty bucks, man. Like, bucks. we accept all major credit cards and American Express. I mean, that was and just America. such a '90s joke too. It yeah, definitely was. Yeah. American Express completely was- dated. I mean, I understood it. It also was kind of funny to me because when I was at Sam's Club five years ago, they didn't accept American Express still. So I'm like, yeah, but it's stupid as hell. <laughs> so, don't leave home without it I, then you have a chase that this, this part was so stupid yeah uh, that I, I felt like that chasing was such a waste of time and then the, the whole car was I mean, who knows how much they spent on that damn car let's not forget I mean, the idea of the car was cool that it uses garbage to power it that they were just shoving garbage into a little furnace underneath them which you know seems very safe but right, they're not even having like <laughs> I mean, putting like newspaper, and I don't know how much energy you're gonna get out of a sheet of newspaper. Like, I just, yeah, no matter what you're using. Yeah. Well, I think the point is, is that it's the city is so trashed. Which, if you've ever been to LA, it's there's a lot of trash there. No offense to LA or anyone in it or any of that. It's just, just you know, calling you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if it's I, LA, but I know you're out there. I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely not fighting global warming. I think I think the hardest part about that chase scene was just a Bobo to begin with. Like, that character was so obnoxious and so stupid. It was just hard to watch. Yeah. And then you have the scene where they grab a dirty map and throw the map that goes in the windshield and the guy's like, what are we going to do now? And they pull out a fucking camera like control system that guides <laughs> yeah. them to where to go. And I'm just like, really? Is this really necessary? We could have driving. And then obviously the graphics were I rapingly horrible because <laughs> <laughs> video games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was like Atari video games. I mean, graphics like they couldn't even have like couldn't they have come up with something better like the Super Nintendo or you know something? I mean, it was terrible. I don't know. They <laughs> I mean, could have just scrapped that whole idea to begin with. Who knows how much they spent on that small computer portion of it anyway? A lot of money, I bet. Maybe it's cheaper <laughs> to do that than actually show them driving for a second. It could. It feels like they could have saved so much money if they would have just stuck closer to like source material, whether that's the game or the the cartoon. They could have probably saved a hell of a lot more money and told a better story. Not <sighs> sure. They just had and to put the it, camera on a little a little dolly and just go left to right, and that's all <laughs> they had to do. <laughs> Everyone would have been on board. <laughs> oh god! And then when they're in the chase scene and they're trying to get away, and then they put he has a uh, can of cheese whiz. For some reason, and he's reading it, and he's like, "It says combustible, and it says this." And he throws it in the engine. I mean, that part was so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I, I just, I just rolled my eyes and went, "Why? Why is this in this movie?" <laughs> Does it because be- fun, fun, Mike. Yeah, tons of fun. <laughs> Even as a kid, when you th- when you think something stupid as hell as a kid, I mean, it's just a bad idea all around. <laughs> I don't remember as a kid what I thought, but. Watching it now, it's fucking stupid. And I'm pretty sure as a kid, I would have thought it was fucking stupid, too. It wasn't really even funny. And they, and they don't even go anywhere. They run down an alley and crash their car. I mean, it was just, it wasn't, it seemed unnecessary. And then a Bobo just forgot how to hit the brakes, I guess. Like, it oh, seems like yeah. he had a lot of time to stop before he got smashed in that, in that alleyway. Well, he's fucking stupid. Like, they made him <laughs> so dumb. Like, this guy runs a gang. Like, did he need to be this dumb? But, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, if he's that stupid, why is he driving to start with? <laughs> I mean, I think it was going for that whole... I mean, this movie altogether feels like you're trying to make a cheese comedy. Which I don't know if that's what they were going for, but they, they did a good job of that. Well, you could tell well, that it, they, it seems like they didn't take this movie 
seriously at all. Not even not even one percent seriously. Like they didn't give a damn. Yeah. Uh, but well, I mean, Bobo is the muscle of the gang. I don't think he's the brains of the operation. <laughs> no, I, I would guess not. But again, if we're we're talking about the games, like he's never really shown intelligence. Like they they never get to any character's intelligence level, and uh, he looked a hell of a lot cooler in the game. That's true. Uh, he is not cool, especially what they do to him a little bit later is terrible. Oh, but what, one thing I do want one joke that is still <laughs> that was stupid that I'm assuming was stupid as a kid. And I still thought was stupid was they call them the uh, they call them the. Uh, Ugly and home brothers, ugly and homely. <laughs> and I'm like, isn't it holy? Holy, holy, holy. H o h h o l y. Thought it was h o m homie. No, I know. I'd say it's holy and ugly. But either way, no matter which route you went with that, it sucks ass. <laughs> it's so stupid. And then you get to introduce uh, who's the boss character, who looks nothing mm. like she. Does in that show? Um, they had Alyssa Milano's in this movie. Why? Yeah, she plays the girlfriend Mary who gets taken in the first game. Is that? But she's not even really the girlfriend in this. Like she's not even. Well, yeah, it's she a love, it's, it's, She's the love love interest. Yeah, I mean it's more yeah. so with Billy than Jimmy, but which kind of bothered me too because Jimmy's obviously the more badass martial artist, nicer guy, not a dipshit. And yet, better looking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And then (laughs) Billy here, even like after the movie wraps in real life, like is actually I think engaged to her. Oh, this this is the guy that literally gets the girl. Like, and he sucks. (laughs) I'm assuming it didn't last. No, it didn't last. No. She also just came off of Who's the Boss when this movie was coming out. They actually made a reference to it in the movie. Yes, they Mm -hmm. did. That's one of the best parts of this movie. We'll talk about that a little later. Yeah, we'll as get far to as that. I know. I I think this is Alyssa Milano's like last turn at trying to be famous again, and then after this, she did like some softcore porn movie, and then was never <laughs> from again. Oh, That's she like... did Charmed. She was on Charmed for the whole series. Well, did wasn't you watch that Charmed? I have too much of it, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but she was never in any movies again, right? Let's sit down and be thinking, Jared. I'll. I mean, after the 90s, she, she was kind of unheard of after that. I mean, now she's an, a crazy activist on Instagram. That's really about it. Oh, yeah. She's pretty, though, still. I will say that. But Oh, yeah. So, I okay. mean, that was her, her best asset, though. I mean, everybody <laughs> loved how she looked. There was no denying that. There's another super fucking dumb part that when they introduce her that I just... I didn't catch until my third time watching this movie today. Uh, okay, so when... when um. A Bobo gets all scared and runs off, and they're like, "Yeah, we're all tough." Jimmy and Billy, are like, yeah, we scared him off. Yeah, brother. And uh, they turn around, and the get and the the gang in quotation this like whatever the hell they're called, power or something. The power core. Power core. Mm-hmm. Um, they're wearing jacket that just happened to have the right spray paint. They stand right by this one wall. They'll blend in. They can't stand a different wall. They got to stand this one wall. They won't, and they blend in in the background. I mean, they could have came up with so many other ideas. Instead of that, and that was so stupid. I mean, and then the whole gang that she's in charge of, like one, she looks like she's like fourteen in this movie or something, or she acts like she. I mean, like not she looks older, but like just her character when they portray her looks to be like she's still in school or something, like really young. Well, everybody acts like they're about eight years old in this movie. <laughs> so that's true. Point. <laughs> oh, I watched this movie so many times. But yeah, they get saved by the power core. Well, there's a <laughs> few things wrong with that. They, just the introduction of the sand against the wall, and they just happen to blend in. Or maybe they, <laughs> they were, were just repelling. sleeping. They were just sleeping, and somebody spray painted over them. I don't know. But really, the the power really, core really as a, the power core as a concept. Why even implement them in the movie? Why is this focus being trailed away from the brothers? The, it's all about the brothers, the Devil Dragons. Why bring mm-hmm. a, another group? Like, yeah, I guess there's tons of gangs out there. Maybe you'll need some help because it's only two of you. But that's what makes it so badass is these two guys that have the power to take on. And then one thing we haven't talked about yet is the villain from this movie. Well, most people would probably know him better. It's the, the Terminator 2 villain. Because <laughs> that's the actor. Yeah, Robert Patrick. <laughs> and he did a good job. He's a good actor. It up, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. But I mean, that was the character. The character's name Shuko. That it doesn't matter. But 
he plays a a rich billionaire who wants to take over the city any mean necessary. Huh, what's his What's his weird. real name though? Or in the movie, like what's his real name? It's not Kogushuko. They took it. A, is, he he called himself Kogushuko after here. I wrote it down. Took his name from an ancient Japanese warrior. Mm-hmm. Victor who took it from, He took it from two things. He he was wearing shoes and he was drinking Coca Cola. So he's a Coca. Shuko Co. <laughs> so in the movie, his name is Victor Geis Geisman. <laughs> For some reason, just they had to implement that Japanese name. Instead. It's unnecessary. Like, it, it was unneeded. Matter. Besides the fact that the whole story is originating from China, but now you're putting in Japanese elements in the movie, along with those two shadow warriors that pop up who way at the end of the movie, like. I didn't. I didn't get that. I didn't. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> it's dumb. But I, I forgot. And then also another thing is one of the people he has with him, which I'm assuming is she is Lash or Bash, whatever her name is from the games. Lash. Linda Lash. Mm-hmm. In the movie, her name's Lash. In the uh, games, I, I believe it's something different, isn't it? Okay, it just says enemy character from the video game, but. One thing I noticed after my three times watching this movie, as the movie progresses, she gets less and less clothing on. Uh, so <laughs> I actually I didn't know. notice that, but I kind of yeah. figure that out now. I watched. She, I mean, because when you first see her, she has a jacket on and things. You see her later, the jacket's off. She's got a whip. And then by the end of the movie, she's getting a whole like dominatrix outfit. Almost, it's slowly getting there. But yeah, I they, the she's actually that actress is from General Hospital. And if you guys remember um, Maria, her character, when she ties her up, she says, generally, I usually put people in the hospital and just watch. Okay. Away from <laughs> yeah, so that was the general. OK, they um, reference each this. other's movies or TV shows or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, Tiff had thought that she's like, she's like, I'm pretty sure it's general hospital reference. I'm like, I don't know. Let's get this movie over with. That's all I was thinking. Well, she was spot and, on, so. Uh, and then you had one of the dumbest, well, leading up to some of the dumbest scenes. But you have then they take out Bobo, and I and when I Bobo's like t- getting taken pulled away, you have this big guy who's a, who gets apparently you know bench press ten men at the, at the strength of ten men. He gets pulled away by two ch- old Chinese guys holding his hand, and uh, and laughs with a whip around his neck. They just pull him away, and I'm like, really? Like you're yeah, not going to fight? You're just going to let him? They said he could bench press like 800 pounds, right? That guy would have. Absolutely no problem dealing with that situation. Yeah. And he's just like, no, no. Then they take him downstairs, and there's a really stupid line from Kugel Shuko. And he's like, I love you like a son. I can just have more if you die, or something something like that. <laughs> it's it's Coca Shuko, Mike, but it's fine. I, I don't care if you get it wrong. I'm just going to point it out for the audience. I think it, I love you as a son. And like a son, I can always have another one. I think that's the line. Yeah. And he delivers it all normal. Like, it's not the dumbest line he ever read in a script before. I don't know how he signed on to this movie. I, I, I read a quote from him saying that on paper in the script, he's like, this could be a really good movie. And then what became of it, he's like, ooh, that didn't go good. But yeah, I, he, I, I think he's still proud of his performance, though, is what happened. Good job. Well, he should be. I mean, he is mm-hmm. the best part of the movie besides the Costco's martial art. I agree. <laughs> only good things about this. <laughs> there were a couple scenes that I did enjoy. So I mean, after you, so you have this happen, and then that's when you find, and that's when Shuko finds out that they have the other, the other piece of the amulet. And you also find out that the amulet he has, if he holds it in his hand, he turns into a shadow monster. Because why not? Right. Because one of the medallions has the power over the uh, body, and the other one, one has the power body, over the soul. That's it. He has the soul. Yeah. And he, what he does is he basically goes to the gangs and he's like, I rule now. And he takes out some dude and he, yeah, from the hills have eyes. I think he's also in the hills have eyes. Yeah. Yeah. He sends them after the double dragon to get the medallion because he couldn't do it himself, apparently. Well, that's right after they attacked the movie theater where Billy and Jimmy Lee are living in an old abandoned movie theater, which has some of the dumbest scenes, has a few, well, I shouldn't say, more dumb scenes of the movie. And that's what we were talking about earlier, where they fight with basketballs and hit a gumball machine and... Mm-hmm. So stupid. Is that where a bubble, and then a bubble like, front flips back. over the, the railing? Yeah, but he comes back because they put, they pumped a bunch of steroids into him. 
after they dragged him off by, you know, by a little Chinese guy. Was that necessary to have him look like he just got pumped full of sugar? Looks like a giant, fat, weird-ass thing? Was that he really literally looks like, like a walking tumor. He looks hideous. <laughs> How much money must that costume have cost to do all that makeup for no reason? I mean, yeah. anyone uh, who's listening to this, if you're sitting down, uh, just search Double Dragon uh, screenshot, or just search Double Dragon the movie, you'll see what we mean real fast if you didn't watch this movie as a kid. Yeah, he, he kind of looks like a big uh, ball sack is what he really looks like. <laughs> you know, I was really trying to avoid that, but yes, he does look like a giant nut, nutsack. Like a giant nutsack. shaved nutsack. Oh, so that's yeah, what you guys wanted to have. I mean, yeah. just that whole scene when they attack, when they attack the theater, I, I didn't really care for it. And then they burn it down in the dumbest way possible. I mean, he does mm. one of those, like, old stupid movies type cliche things where he they pour the gasoline he's like give me the amulet or i'm gonna burn the place down and then he he's about to light a cigarette or his cigar and then he goes into a shadow and drops the lighter mm-hmm. i mean so dumb. i was not <laughs> couldn't do it but I, I really hated that scene i hated everything about that part when they were in the theater i just don't care for that part i just thought it was really i think we should have cheered for the theater getting burned I was okay with it. I wasn't upset. I mean, I <laughs> care. Burned down the entire movie. I didn't care what happened. I didn't care what happened to these characters. I was like, okay. Uh, I, I mean, it, it is kind of sad when they lose Satori and they just they don't know what to do and they're kind of they act like children actually because they're just like, well, what now? And uh, they uh, run off. They're by the dock. He, their their car is broken because you know they put the cheese can in there from earlier. Hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I can see it being a little bit of a sad scene. Yeah. yeah. That's about the only emotion you're going to get in that entire movie was those, those set of events, and that is oh, it. Maybe you guys <laughs> will know this. I didn't get this. There's a, there's one part where they have the new the newscasters come on, and there, there's a, the weatherman kind of talks about like how there's acid rain, and you better have smog is coming, and you better be by a fan. Who That guy was a famous comedian this time in the 90s. Talking about um, Andy Dick. Dick. Yeah. yeah. Andy Dick oh was. yeah. Okay. I <laughs> don't really remember who he was. I didn't like. I don't like. I didn't like comedy. So. You didn't like horror. You didn't like comedy. <laughs> what what did you like? <laughs> yeah, I liked it when the end credits came on. Uh, but okay. I, I was. I was pretty sure he was somebody famous at the time, and that's why they just threw a cameo in this movie for. Oh, for sure. They had even Vanna White in there too. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, the guy wasn't the guy from Jeff, uh, not Jeff, Wheel of Fortune, though. The woman from Wheel of Fortune. No, the yeah, guy okay. wasn't. Okay. I, I I I remember them saying Vanna White, but I couldn't remember what the hell she looked like back then, so I'm like, well, this doesn't help. I don't care either, so. She was a uh, very classy white woman. Okay. <laughs> that's that's really her whole persona. Uh, but then you come up, I want to say one of my favorite scenes of this movie, when they're running through the... The, do- the port or the dock, wherever the hell they are, and all of a sudden it becomes the Warriors movie. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what I thought too, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is what I it is. Say... I mean, you have, Go ahead. You have, you have villains <laughs> who are dressed up as like the postman. There's a joke about, I've never seen a postman move that fast. And then I'm like, is it just a mailman that just happened to be in a bad oh. place? No, it's a whole gang of oh, mailmen. You, you have yeah, a guy I... with big fat like balls on his fingertips. You know, walking around. Like, I mean, you have these just he, weird people in costumes. He looks exactly like he's wearing the same gloves as a putty from Power Rangers. Probably was. I wouldn't doubt it for a second. <laughs> but yeah, no, this this whole scene, this whole fight in the junkyard, this is all they needed to do to make a good movie. Just a yeah. double dragon being the shit of a bunch of random guys from gangs. That's all you need it. That's why this is probably like the one of the two best scenes out of the whole movie. I would say a fun scene. It it honestly is a, that that I actually I did enjoy that part a lot when they're yeah. just fighting. I I find it funny too when they chase them through the bus and <laughs> then they close the door on them and they're just all stuck in the bus <laughs> after having to like run through it. I don't know. It's stupid. It's very funny. it's very Scooby Doo. <laughs> but it worked. Like Most that, of the that fight scenes kind of worked out that way. That yeah, part just entertaining. I mean, I didn't really care for the part when they go in the hut. And they're all trying to break down the hut. They're talking about they can't swim because the water is poisonous. I mean, it was still funny, but I liked it better when they're running around outside. Mm-hmm. And then you 
and then you have the boat part because uh, you know it's the 90s you gotta have a movie where people are running around on a boat for some reason i didn't oh. care for that i didn't care when they're being chased on the boat and the other guy has guns and they're just trying to do the boat thing and get away from him i didn't like that at one, all. one thing i can appreciate <laughs> is that they did try to have action scenes when it counted it didn't feel like it was lacking any action that's for sure whether or not mm-hmm. they pull it off very well that's another another conversation really. yeah uh, well i mean you guys did you guys laugh when in they're stuck inside the boathouse and that guy like peeks in and he's like i can see you and then he's like no you can't and he shoves the pole in his eye and then he I starts crying that. in the guy's arms <laughs> yeah and the other yeah. like gangster dude the little he like just hugs him I'm like ah. Oh. <laughs> I think as a kid, I even I even enjoyed that small part. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stupid, but I don't know. I didn't do it. I mean, me. whoever that actor was that played that short Mohawk guy, he was actually a pretty good dipshit. Like he played a good dipshit. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, was be- it was believable. <laughs> I can go down a record. He played a good dip. He played a good dipshit. <laughs> and in the credits, it should have said dipshit and then his name next to it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. and then you get to the dumbest, dumbest part of this movie that just, I remember as a kid, I thought this was stupid. As an adult, I still think it's stupid. So after the, they burned down the, the, the theater, Bubbles left in the theater, and the power crew, whatever the hell, whatever their name is, they go and find him, and again, he gets pulled, I know, he gets pulled away by two little, like, 12-year-olds. This is Mike? a guy who has all these steroids pumped in him. I know. It's just not getting any of the names of anything in this movie. Fuck this now, movie. Now okay. I don't know, know if you got this You yet. sound like a parent that wa- had their kid watch this movie and, and are talking about it. I'm so ashamed. They showed all this violence. I don't like this kind of violence. My son shouldn't be seen. This. Little Timmy should not see this kind of violence. Like that? I guess. That was, that was a little hard to do. <laughs> Like, hey, little Timmy, did you like the power crew? <laughs> the power kids? <laughs> Curdle circle? Or... Oh, power corpse. Oops. Power By the way, that wasn't on purpose. Oh, that's, that's my favorite metal band. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I, I, so I was, so then you had the part where a Bobo is tied down and they feed him spinach through a funnel. Oh, what a it's waste. That was a and, you know, uh, It's bad enough with Bobo's in the scene, but then they, they combine it with that. Yeah, it was the absolute worst scene in the movie. And I'd she's have to say. wearing mm-hmm. a, an apron, Alyssa Milano. And the other one part, and I was looking at this because I watched this too many times, is you can, I'm like, that, that, that spinach won't go down this funnel. It's too thick. It's not liquid. That's a small funnel. This is not going to work. And I, <laughs> but I yeah, you overthought that, that for sure. <laughs> I know. I thought more about that than anyone else working on this movie did. Well, but... we all know Bobo's a mouth breather, so maybe it works. But <laughs> yeah, why really. would you feed someone as a as a torture? Because it's essentially you're trying to interrogate him and torture him, so you're feeding him spinach. Uh diarrhea again, diarrhea. I, I mean, I, I mean, all I all I was taught as a kid is you feed him spinach, you go, and you're Popeye the Sailor Man, not. A torture device, like all of a sudden now you're gonna kick everybody's ass. Yeah, uh, it was it was really bad, really poorly thought out. It's so stupid. And he has a freaking apron on with a cow and chicken, or not apron, a little like bib. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think it's just it's trying to be so lighthearted that it just ends up being stupid, is what it is. Because like everything they do in the movie, it's just like supposed to be fun, but at the end of the day, it's just really corny and cheesy and stupid well i think that they thought their target audience was going to be like five-year-olds when yeah. the actual target audience was more like between what, like eight and twelve mm, yeah i mean like yeah probably yeah I mean, like teenagers maybe a little i bit. mean yeah i mean unless you go what was this movie pg pg-13 like it had to be pg right mm-hmm. there's absolutely so it doesn't show me no blood no sex no nothing so it had to be like pg so again i mean that that's like a five-year-old kind of range like, yeah uh, let's see Mortal, PG... Mortal Kombat kind of made it more for the pg-13 crowd. it might have been pg-13 but yeah it was they got PG-13. It right their, their target audience you know this, mm-hmm. this movie missed the mark on that 
You're telling me it wasn't my my impersonation of a woman from the '90s? It wasn't that? Huh? That wasn't the target audience. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> uh, I actually don't remember where this movie goes next. <laughs> um, I know. Don't, don't they sneak into the tower of Kukushuko? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kukushuko. <laughs> go God for it, man. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying things wrong just because at this point. Koga Shuckle. <laughs> we'll just start Cut, calling um, him Shoe Coke. That's his name. Shoe Coke. Sure, whatever, man. Just just change it every time you say his name. Just change it anyway. It's probably funnier. <laughs> it, it, it's partly. It's not even the funny. The best part is it isn't even completely on purpose. I just keep kind of forgetting how to pronounce it. And I also just don't care. <laughs> the power so I'm too. not putting any much effort into it. Oh, so, what did you say? A Bobo's name was like a Bobo. No, now, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember too far back. Uh, so, good thing we record this, but continue. You, you just ain't getting edited out, buddy. This is all saying it. <laughs> good. No, that's what I want. That's what I want. That we can always go back and listen to you butcher the names. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't they go to the tower then? I think it was the next thing they do after so they. Did... Yeah, maybe so. So didn't they plan with the power core, the brothers planned with the power core to go to the tower and maybe take the other half of the medallion? Or what was the plan with that? Yeah, they they wanted to take it because they realized that eventually him and the gangs were going to come after them. So they might as well do the first strike and get in there and try and take it first from him. And that I got to be honest, like when they go to the basement because they fail at taking it, when they go to the basement and you see all of Kogashuko's like experiments and shit and he ends up start like he starts possessing them as a kid, that part legit like freaked me out. Like all the bodies just rising off of the the like examination tables. It did take like a very Resident Evil dark turn. It was it was kind of out of place, but it, it worked. It was something different. Yeah, it was crazy weird. It's just weird, right? Weird is a very good yeah, word yeah. to use for this movie. Yes. Well, I mean, the yeah. entire movie kind of—it's a blanket statement, I'd say. But yeah, I just—I <laughs> uh... forgot that Billy, the dumb one, or yeah, Billy, the dumb one, gets captured. No, Jimmy got captured in this. Jimmy got captured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The good dragon. Doesn't he <laughs> possess him then, or something? He does. He does, and that's he when does. the brothers end up fighting when they they meet again. But you know what? What kind of bothers me about this is too is that they make Billy out to be almost the main protagonist. Whereas Jimmy, at certain points, kind of falls by the wayside. And this is one of those moments. He's the damsel in distress. He's the one that needs to get saved. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what he was sleeping with Alyssa Milano. You know. I guess. But, I mean, it's a, it's a, white, guy the, it's a white guy in the 90s. I mean, I'm not that surprised, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. I just I wonder if they took any, like, residents from... Uh... Uh, TMNT where like Raphael gets like his ass beat and like he needs to heal and be saved and stuff like that. Oh, but they pulled it off so much better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just weird. It's so weird. I, I guess when weird. you when you really get into it though, if you go to some of those, well, like the cartoon, I mean, Billy did end up going after Jimmy and, and trying to save his brother or bring him back or whatever happened. And that is kind of in the same vein, but who's the more badass Ooh. martial artist? Who's who's the more childish one? I, I, that should have been Jimmy's job. Yeah, because wasn't in the cartoon, didn't they have like tattoos on their chest? I know I had the toys, I think, but like, didn't they have tattoos on their chest? And like yeah. when they would activate the dragon, like they would have masks or something. Yeah, and they did. And they had the deepest V-necks you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> I believe it. That's how yeah. you saw the tattoo on their chest constantly. Like they were constantly on display. Like that's that's how big I want to get. I just want to get that muscular so I can just wear the deepest V-neck I've ever seen and short chest uh, chest there. tattoo. <laughs> a little bit picture. You were getting close. <laughs> so you looked more like the Hulk at one time. You did anything else? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that big anymore, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think that requires a lot of constant. Oh my God! You weren't kidding about the V-neck, Andre. Just it's not even see, a V-neck. It goes all the way down to their belt. To yeah, show it's off almost their like entire chest. It's almost like a Ben Stiller dick V. <laughs> I don't remember this cartoon at all. Other than I know oh, I watched man, it. I, had, I, had it one I watched the hell out of it. The thing about Double Dragon, though, and what, one reason I was so excited for the cartoon when I saw there was one, 
is because when I was a, a kid, when I got my first Nintendo, one of the first games I ever played, it was either Mario or Double Dragon. I can't remember which one I played first, but I had them both. And I fucking love Double Dragon, so I was really excited for the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yep, so was I. I don't remember. I just remember that I had the figures, and I remember the cartoon, but it's very vague at this point. Yeah, I think <laughs> everybody, for some reason, had the figures. And, and it was weird, too, because they had mismatch, mismatch colors. Like, uh, Billy had the blue, obviously, and then he had a red mask. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Yep, and, then, dragon. and then they had the, the green swords. Or whatever sort. No, maybe the toys were green, but in the show they weren't actually green. They were like actually silver and all that. Yeah, I think they're... Um, no, they're the toys are definitely green. Yeah, in the cartoon they're silver. Yeah, can't believe I'm I actually remember that. All right, and then after, well, the final fight scene of this movie takes place in the Power Corp, uh, like school or base, whatever the hell warehouse they took over from the Turtles 1989 movie. And that's that that's like. exactly what it reminded me of too. I think that's what they were mm-hmm. going for. I mean it. You have, you have, don't you have like a, a skate ramp and all sorts of stuff, just like that movie from the Turtles yeah. movie? Graffiti, like the, the Foot Clan hideout, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Underage God. kids smoking and playing blackjack. <laughs> well, Power Core didn't do that, but yeah, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> <laughs> and, then sorry, you, the and then you end up, crew. and that's where you have the big, the big climax of this movie where everybody's fighting. Kogashuka comes, uh, Lash, they, everyone shows up <laughs> and they all start fighting. And that's when you have the best lie in the movie. There's one part where Lash grabs, or no, I want to say Alyssa Milano, I think, punches Lash, and then she says, who's the boss now, or something like that. I know it's a who's the boss joke. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I smiled. I I, I think she says, I'm "I'm the boss now. Isn't that what Lash says? Uh, I I thought it was who's the boss now. Maybe. Could have swore. When I watched this movie the other two times, I I didn't get this far. I don't know. I just saw that part today, and I still can't remember it, so. I want to say she punches her and says, who's the boss now? And then I was just, I, that was my favorite part of this entire movie. See, like Lash throughout the whole movie, other than running in the beginning in that ninja suit, she absolutely did nothing in the whole movie. She stood around, said some one-liners, lazily threw out her whip, and that was it. Hey, but she put the whip around on Bubbles' neck and pulled him down. You know, that eight, that guy that 800, you know, 800 pounds <sighs> and pulled him over. With the ball, I mean, and that doesn't make any sense either when that well i guess he, he didn't have the nutsack neck yet <laughs> that came later uh it's weird too that he he knows that koga shugo's like weakness is the light because i don't think he was ever in that scene when that happened was he i don't even remember this and he's like he hates the lights oh yes Ugh. no when he's talking to them when he's talking to Kogashuka, they turn on the lights and he gets upset and got to put his glasses on. He is there. Oh, okay. All right. Well, hurt him. He just gets upset. I mean, not like it'd be like me closing the, you know, turning on the, turning on the heat when it's, when I'm hot. Like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to die. I'm just going to be upset with you or something, you know, if not. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Equivalent. It's like his weak, his super weakness though, which is very weird. Like, it's just light. I don't is know. If goes, like, is, is that because or... he is, well, is that because he had a dark soul or what was it? I mean, they don't really explain how the powers really work because he, he obviously puts them together as one person and becomes a, a shadow of two and it hurts by light or whatnot. But when these double dragon brothers put the put the double dragon medallion together, the lights are fully on and, and they don't turn into shadows and shit. So I, I don't they don't really explain the powers very well. Mm-hmm. I, maybe it's because it's like a, like a, what is it? Where like if you have like a dark heart, then the power turns dark or something. Like if you have and, a and heart, that's you, that's yeah. the way I tried to explain it or try to cope with it, but they still never explained it. Like, you can assume mm-hmm. that, I guess. Yeah, never. Well, not <laughs> like they really needed to in this movie anyway. We're all I mean, thinking more about this movie than they thought about this movie when they made it. I mean, I think the real question here is why the hell did they pick that spinach scene? <laughs> the 90s. and then and then as we mentioned earlier you fi- and then at, in this scene when they're fighting this is when they finally get the power from the from the amulet and they turn into the double dragon they both get their stupid they get their they get their outfits and they do and they do and and as a kid i also did not like them. the outfits i hated the outfits too razzle dazzle like <laughs> i guess so they they seem shimmery and glimmery and 
man, the, the double dragons are supposed to be badass, like almost like street guys in a way. And here you got these funny looking, che- seemingly cheaply made, like bedazzled <laughs> outfits. They even yeah. have any powers? Like I can't remember if they if they're able to like jump high or do anything better once they get once they become the once they once they change their Power Ranger outfits. Well, they they did actually. Uh, DeCasco, okay. so Jimmy, he had he he actually possessed Kogashuko, and uh, Billy was still still had his like super strength or endurance or okay. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of feels like that this DeCasco's had to slow down his fighting. Just to let whoever the guy that played Billy like be a part of that double team on Kogashuko. <laughs> You're probably right, and that that was the only time that Billy looked slightly more impressive. Like he tried harder, or they're like, "Hey, quit being dumpy. We need a, like a roundhouse or something." And they showed him how for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> he missed every time. They yeah. filmed it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't seem like he knew what he was doing in this movie. He really didn't. And and what's worse again is that he was almost the main protagonist over Jimmy, and that's so yeah. that's what really hurts. Mark Dacascus does a good job in this movie. That guy is so fucking cool. Like if you ever seen only the strong, I don't know if you have ever seen that. Never heard. But of I watched movie. that. I watched that movie a billion times as a kid. Now he was the lead in that movie, and uh, they actually focus on Capoeira. So like the stuff. Yeah. Eddie Gordo uses. I mean that that guy made it popular and cool back in like the early nineties. Yeah, that was a that was a really good movie. And I kind of wish he stuck to acting instead of going into doing a hosting Iron Chef. Oh Jesus. That, that pisses me guy? off. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering when I saw him, I'm like, that looks like the guy my Iron Chef. No, it can't be. Well, Surprise. <laughs> oh. oh now yeah, he's really know. homely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently he's in age of the shield also in the third season at one really point. I oh, wow. yeah i mean he does kind of pop up randomly and stuff you wouldn't suspect but and hey the guy's still got to make a living he's mm-hmm. in the mortal Kombat legacy show too he is in there and he and that was pretty cool actually um he was in most more recently and more famously in uh john wick three Oh wow! I need to watch that now. <laughs> yeah, I actually haven't seen it, but I every time I saw trailers and things, I was like, yeah, "That's Mark Dukowski. He's the main antagonist in there." Crazy! That is awesome. Yeah, John Wick's the best now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, never, John Wick beats a one. double dragon. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I, well, no, I actually saw the first and second. I haven't seen the third though. Yeah, same here. I need to watch him at some point. All right, so, I, I need. Any last thoughts about this movie that you guys want to say? Um, uh, we're gonna shut the box. Well, I'll I'll kind of sum things up here before we get to that point. But it, it's for me, it was I was a little excited to watch it again just because I do like watching movies as an adult that I only really screened as a kid. You know, kind of pick out things I maybe wouldn't have noticed, or do I still appreciate it as much as I did as a kid, or hate it as much as I did as a kid? Um, in this case, but. <laughs> no, it was, it was it was nice to watch again. Like I said, like I think the best part about it for me was seeing well not only Dukaskis and how cool he'd be as a Power Ranger, but the whole post-apocalyptic setting. I I, I miss that, and we don't. I don't feel we get that very much today, unless you're talking about a Fallout or some something like that. But it was nice to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> cool. I'll ask them, uh, my famous question: Shelfer Box, then Rich, Red Fox. Oh, I'd. Uh, I'd box the hell out of it for sure, and then probably burn it afterwards in that dirty, polluted ass river, and never look back again. In the acid rain, <laughs> you know, I just kind of praised it and shit all over it. But go, continue. I know that's why I can't stop laughing. You're just like, you know, it's a good movie. It was good to see it. Go to the box, burned it, done. I'm like, oh, that's not what I expected. Oh, Stefan, how about you? Uh, well, as a kid, I mean, <laughs> I actually had a good time watching this movie, but I didn't know any better. And I was like five years old. But um, yeah, we used to like go in the backyard after we'd play some Double Dragon on Nintendo and, you know, do our like karate moves. And one of my friends would be Billy and I'd be Jimmy, you know, but that was the good old days. Now today, Oh, man, that glimmer in my eye for Double Dragon has faded so hard. <laughs> I have 
lost my love for this movie. It's still got some cool stuff in it. I'll give it that. It's got some cool fight scenes with Damascus, but uh, other than that, I it's gonna go in the box. I can't, I can't put it on the shelf. I would feel weird. <laughs> so it's going in the box. Okay. You know, even even if I had a Double Dragon collection that I had, it would be really, really hard to put this on the shelf with the rest of my collector items. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I actually have uh, Stu Stuart Man's review here because he was on Punch Dungeons on this episode. That's what we've been calling him now for some reason. But here is You're his, butchering here is his Stu's, name too. I butchered everybody's <laughs> name this episode. In the famous words in Grand Theft Auto Three, I've been drinking again. I haven't been yet, but I, I wanted to say that because I know you yeah. remember those days in right. the Navy. <laughs> Uh, my mother's my sister. <laughs> so remember that one? Grand Theft Auto uh, 3? I missed you, TAP. That was such a good game. All right. Stu's words. Not mine. Not my words. Double Dragon's a bad movie with bad acting, bad writing, bad logic, and bad hair. In spite of this, it is one of the most ridiculous, over-the-top, and altogether fun bad movies ever made. Every aspect of the movie works together to create a perfect meal of a cheese whiz-covered cheese wheel with government cheese slices as a finisher. The gangs are straight out of the Warriors, the sun's straight out of the Three Stooges, and the set design straight out of Escape from New York. Every single character chews the scenery in the best way. Robert Patrick treats the movie as a vacation, from playing his usual silent, sullen villain, to experiment with playing a live-action cartoon baddie. And if you think that's bad, wait until you meet his lawyers. Ugly and homely have the least screen presence of any character on screen, but that in itself feels more like a joke than a failing. However, unintentional... And at the end of the day, it seems like everyone involved had fun making this movie. I certainly have fun every time I watch it. Double Dragon will remain high on my shelf for years to come. How did I know he was going to do that? Uh, I knew it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <of course> do. <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, other, other, than a, other than a podcast purpose, I mean, how could anybody sit down and watch this? If anyone who's listening to this wants to watch it, it's on Amazon Prime and it's on YouTube. So if you have uh, yeah, yeah, YouTube, there. I watched. I watched it on Prime. <laughs> I did too, three times. Yeah, three. Yeah. Just, times. just to be clear before this ends, too. If, if, if this was like, if we had been doing this show, this podcast, like ten years ago, it would have been on my shelf. And any time, any year previous to that, it probably would have been on my shelf. But not anymore. <laughs> not at my age. <laughs> That's because we ruined that nostalgic you had for this movie because you hadn't probably seen it in years. Like, it's a good movie. I remember you've been saying that. I like this movie. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. And then we, then we finally watched it again, did the show, and that's weird. I didn't hear the same thing. It was like uh, Operation Raccoon City. Like, oh, we, it wasn't that bad oh, a game. That broke, mm-hmm. our, that, that broke my heart. That, that really mm-hmm. did break my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I had so many fond memories of that game, and then we played it. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go last, and so I think it's obvious where this thing is going. It's going into box because I never want to see this movie again. I've seen it enough times; I can forget it exists. I'm, I can't even say I'm glad that they made it. I'm glad that they were trying to make video game movies, but I mean, stuff like this gave video game movies a bad name. There's others that are worse. perpetuates the stigma that video game movies suck ass, and the coolest one ever made was Mortal Kombat, and they might not ever top that. Yeah, Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. really fucking good film. We're actually going to do that someday on this show because I really want to rewatch that again. Oh, well, well, Mike, Mike, would you say that you hate Double Dragon more than Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Um, I haven't seen Annihilation Ooh. too long, so I can't. It's been I I can't speak to that movie, but you can ask me in a in a year when we recover both of them. I well, almost want to say Fox. I hate. I almost want to say I hate Annihilation more. Yeah, I would agree with that. Annihilation would. Definitely go and they wouldn't the, even go in a box, it would just be burned. <laughs> the last yeah. time I seen Annihilation was probably at least over six years ago, and I remember really liking it. I also think I was drinking heavily at that night, so it's hard to say. <laughs> but I, I know I did rewatch it at some point, and I'm like, this ain't that bad, but that was a long hey, time watch, ago. So watch the first one, then go watch the second one. You will absolutely despise uh, it. But as yeah. I was saying, just going in the box, never want to watch it again. I've seen it too much. It's a campy movie. I mean, it has fun parts. I mean, it is funny at times. I did laugh, but I just, I don't like, I don't like it, and I don't really like this type of humor in general. I guess is part of me. I'm, I'm just that. Well, person. I mean, 
I feel like a child when I'm watching it. I don't want to feel like a five-year-old. Like, mm-hmm. Stefan, he was like, he was the demographic. He said he was five when he watched it. So no wonder he liked it <laughs> at the time. Yeah. That was, that was a de- targeted demo. But uh, no, I I didn't have fond memories of this. And when, when we brought it up initially, like, when we were, you know, off the podcast and doing our thing, just talking between us, and I was like, I brought up Double Dragon, say I'd like to do it, and I and I have this love hate relationship with this movie because I love Double Dragon so much as a franchise and what it represents and what it meant to my childhood. It, but it's still like a big shit stain on a nice outfit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I still remember calling up my friend Matt Contreras and being like, "Hey, Matt, you want to go play Double Dragon?" Be like, "Yeah, I'll be Billy. I'll be Jimmy." It's like. Those those memories will always be in my heart, but this movie it won't. <laughs> yeah. so I told everyone on this everyone on this podcast put it in the in the box up for Stu who's not here. He, he see loud. if he would have been here, he would have had fond things to say, and we would have been arguing. With him. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think that's all we need to that needs to be said about this movie. And as I said before, if you are interested. It's worth a watch. Put it on the background and see how far you get. It could be a challenge. Can you make it through this entire movie? Who knows? It especially if you played Double Dragon, any one of them. If you played any single one of them, give it a shot. It doesn't hurt at least once. Well, it might hurt, but not bad. It'll hurt. <laughs> it hurt a lot. It hurts less with alcohol, though, right, Mike? <laughs> it, I didn't. I didn't drink any during any of my if, watches. If they really, if they really wanted to torture a Bobo, they could have just made him. Watch reruns of this movie instead of spinach. <laughs> a lot of things you could have done but spinach. All right. I think it's time to wrap this up. Uh, first, I want to say thank everyone for taking the time out to listen to another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. Also, if you guys get a chance, please take a take a listen our awesome take a listen to our awesome intro. It came from courtesy of Bulby, aka Mike Stoney. From his EP Bite the Bullet. The song is Cruel Kid Squad. You'll find a link in the show notes. And we will see you. We will see you next time. Everyone have a wonderful night, everybody. Bye.